0: welcome to hashtag general everybody i am your host logan soothley and with me as always is my other host chris nakamura how you doing chris good good it's been uh it's hot it's hot it's It's really hot so we're gonna just apologize now yes you do hear the fan.
1: yeah it's it's (laughs) hot it's la it's summer it's hot Uh,
0: i i don't think it Did it? I know it hit 100, like, what, a week ago? Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's a nice, cool, refreshing 90.
1: Well, like, that's the kind of thing where LA is so weird because the weather is always nice. And it's, for the most part, very chill, weather-wise. And so when the weather kind of peaks up or down slightly, everyone freaks out. Freaks out. <laughs> uh but but, and for summer, it usually hits a little later,
0: yeah, I'm used to this hitting like August,
1: yeah, so it's a little early
0: and it's hot, so I'm not oh. used to this, not ready, so uh, apologies for the fan, actually, no apologies for the fan, we need the fan, um, but yeah, that means you're probably gonna get like a <coughs> on the noise, and that's fine,
1: they can I, deal with that, th- th-
0: that <laughs> if that's if that's the price we pay for not being drenched in sweat, I will pay it.
1: Also, if you're watching this anyway, it won't bother you. <laughs> the, there are worse things. If that the we sound do. of our voices and the things coming out of them don't turn you off to this show, then you're, you're going to keep watching.
0: Ah, uh, well, I guess let's dive in. Sure. Yeah. All right. What do you got? So, you almost died—not literally, but spiritually. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, What do I uh, start this story? I don't um, know. I just I want you to tell it because so, like, it makes me laugh. Mm,
1: I guess I can go into the whole thing. So, I guess for anyone not watching, I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm a huge Laker fan, obviously. I'm wearing the hat, right? So, like, I, I grew up a huge Laker fan. Uh, the city of L.A. is a Laker town, pretty much. It's a basketball town, and it's a Laker town. Like, the Dodgers are really good. The Rams just went to the Super Bowl, and all anyone can talk about is the Lakers right now. So, it's that kind of a city where it it – the city really dictates – Based on how the Lakers are and how they play and and in the middle of the season, if they're really good, the whole city kind of bumps up in terms of their mood. Everyone gets hyped. Right. And so and like you you've lived here long enough, like you've seen kind of like that up and down and that experience, right? And so trying to think of like the best way. but i guess i'll just start from the beginning because i've had so many people this has been such a huge story and it's been on my timeline for so long that i've had so many people message me of like what is going on with this and so i typed up this two page thing <laughs> and i just have it a google doc and i just send it to whoever asks
0: me what's going oh, on because i i didn't like ask you what was going on so much as i like had followed you enough to know that you were freaking out yeah so and i heard i i guess to step ahead a bit to where i kind of step into the like you're blip on radar on the story is I overheard people talking about it on Metro and I messaged you. Yeah
1: so uh, I guess I'll start with the beginning. So the the two most historic franchises in Laker history or in NBA history are the Lakers and the Celtics right? So uh, the Bulls have the third most championships in NBA history with six the Spurs I think have the fourth most with four and the Lakers have 17 and the Celtics have 18. OK, so the it's level a two sport or it's a two uh, team league. Right. In the history of the NBA, of course, now it's pretty even across the board. But I mean, in the history of the NBA, it's been Lakers Celtics. And so those two franchises have like a lot of history to them. Now, uh, obviously, the Lakers have had a couple down years. And the the main reason why I guess you could kind of contribute to the downfall of Kobe Bryant and like the end of his career where we gave him a ton of money more not because he deserved the money, but well, he deserved the money more because of like a symbolic. Like we're gonna Kobe is still a top player; he's still one of the best players in the league. Like we're gonna give him the biggest contract ever.
0: Well, he also spent his entire career as a Laker. Yeah,
1: so he's probably gonna go down as the greatest Laker of all time. Well, he he him or Magic Johnson, right? So, but Kobe Bryant essentially had one of the greatest careers of all time. But we gave him what is by today's standards still a pretty gigantic contract. Just saying something considering like the Supermax contract and how much money they can make now. But we gave him a ton of money in like 2009, right? Or so like yeah. two, like 2011, like a long time ago. So we gave him a lot of money. And so it ruined our cap for a long time. And then so when he went down, we didn't really have a lot. You didn't
0: have any like young depth. pieces yeah. or
1: be- depth to build on. And so the last couple of years have been us stockpiling young players and doing a really good job drafting and getting a lot of young talent. And then last year, LeBron James came, who's the greatest player on the planet. He's going to go down as one of the greatest either the greatest or the second greatest player of all time when it's all said and done, right? Yeah. So he came, and that was a big deal, mainly because his family likes to live out here. He has a couple homes out here. He wanted to start a production company. He's working on Space Jam 2 right now with his production company. Come on and slam. Right. So, like, you got to jam, right, when you're coming out here. So the thing is with with LeBron James coming out here is that instantly puts us in contention for a championship, right? And so while our young guys are great, some of them are injury-prone, and uh, they're just not ready for the moment. To compete for, at that high level, uh, because they still have a lot of growing to do. They're like nineteen twenty. They're not not young, not old enough. So, long story short, Anthony Davis, who plays for the Northern Pelicans, asked for a trade. Uh, there's a whole debacle of like they don't want to trade it to us. They're 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 still mad. They're still about mad about the Saints stuff, right? So like whatever, because uh, the owner of the Pelicans also owns the Saints. So like that's a big deal. They she didn't want to reward L.A. again. Right. So uh, Anthony Davis pretty much just didn't want to be in New Orleans anymore. Anthony Davis is a a one of the best players in the NBA. He's a top five player. He's unbelievably talented. He's like a generational talent, right? He's, we've never seen this guy, kind of guy before. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have a shoe. <laughs> uh, he didn't get voted into the All-Star game. He had to be. He had to be coach picked to be in the All Star game because the fans wouldn't didn't vote enough for him. Okay, so this is like what it's like being a New Orleans Pelicans player, right? So <laughs> you're kind of just there. <laughs> like, fuck. He, he's one. Of the, he's considered to be a generational talent, and he doesn't have a shoe. You don't have a shoe. Oh, New Orleans. Okay, so uh, he of course wants to get traded. So long story short, we ended up trading a ton of assets, young players, all kinds of stuff to get Anthony Davis, right? So now we have probably the best duo in the NBA with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now comes in Kawhi Leonard. Now Kawhi Leonard is again another top 5 player in the NBA. He was with the San Antonio Spurs and he also wanted out of San Antonio because uh, he he felt like they mismanaged one of his injuries and he didn't like that and so the rumors that he has chronic arthritis and issues with his knees, which is a problem. Yeah, especially um, in basketball. Right. And so he wanted to go to a place with a better training staff and a place he trusted. And so he grew up in L.A. And so, of course, he asked for a trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. But the Spurs are salty because the Spurs uh, and the Lakers have had a lot of battles over the years. And Greg Popovich, their head coach, is a Laker, like, fuck the Laker guy. And so... He refused to change him to the Lakers, and so instead he sent him all the way out to Toronto.
0: Oh, jeez, and that didn't go well for right. anybody. So, well, actually... <laughs> this the, is the one time I know right, something. In
1: the one season that he was with the Toronto Raptors, he won them a championship.
0: And Canada is still salty about the fact that it isn't a hockey championship. Right,
1: but... <laughs> It's unbelievable what he did. He played great, all kinds of stuff. So now he's probably the hottest commodity, and he's going to be a free agent, right? So he can go anywhere he wants. So, of course, remember, he grew up in L.A., he grew up a Laker fan, he wants to come to L.A. Now, while this is happening, the Clippers with Steve Ballmer, the Microsoft guy who's their owner, have been courting Kawhi Leonard all year, right? sending scouts out to meet with him at the end of every game, like, hey, Kawhi, good game, whatever, <laughs> yeah. taking him out to dinner, doing all kinds of anything
0: they can. Whining and dining right.
1: and trading. And, all yeah. year, trying to get Kawhi Leonard, right? So the free agency happens, opens up, and the Lakers traded a bunch of other assets away. Anthony Davis had a $4 million trade kicker, meaning that in order for the trade to complete, the Lakers would have to give him an extra $4 million. Um, just to, that, That's a way to protect New Orleans from, like, you know, whatever, kind of making, just de-incentivizing teams yeah. to trade for Anthony Davis, right? Uh, Anthony Davis waived his $4 million trade kicker, like, you keep it, don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to uh, come. <laughs> I want to come. And then, plus, it gives the Lakers $4 million more in cap room. So they have enough for a, a maximum contract, which is what it would take to get Kawhi Together. Leonard. Right, so Kawhi Leonard's three teams that he was interested in were the Clippers, the Lakers, and of course, going back to Toronto where he just won a championship. Yeah. Of course, it's easy to go back to the team you just won a championship with with the staff you trust and the team you know you could win with. Right? Yeah, easy. <laughs> now, uh, I, I'm not losing anyone yet, right? Like you're oh, still with me.
0: I'm still with okay. you only because I've been following you. Right. So this. So so.
1: Uh, now if Kawhi Leonard joins the Lakers. We now have a historically great. Three-player team, and then you just fill the rest with like minimum contracts and like veterans, right? Absolutely insanity! Like they just dominate the league, whatever. Uh, so there's all kinds of rumors. People were tracking train planes back and forth. Like he's flying to Toronto. He's meeting with the Raptors. No way he flew back. No way he's at a gas station in 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 San Diego. No way. Where is he? And so there's all this stuff, and it's a week of this, right?
0: There's a basically it was like a week of watching. Because I don't really follow, like, Laker Twitter because right. it's not hockey. But um, watching you basically have, like, a mental meltdown right. on Twitter. Well, because it's this thing
1: of the entire NBA, it's like it's a domino effect, right? So, like, hey, wherever Kawhi Leonard goes, that team instantly becomes a contender and they have the ability to sign other free agents or uh, there's more money that teams are, like, the Lakers have money, Clippers have money, Toronto has money.
0: Every everyone has money. No one wants to sign anything. If no one wants to sign anything that if, they if that means they can't sign him. Right, and all the other players don't want to sign anything because they want to play with him. Uh,
1: yeah. Or there's like more money available, right? Yeah. So like Why would you take the minimum from this team when the Lakers could offer you more if they don't get Kawhi Leonard? Right. Exactly. So like, why would? So the, everyone's just waiting for Kawhi to make this decision. Now, Kawhi is a notorious uh, slow decision maker. So there's a story of him going to college. He he went to San Diego State. And played for Steve Fisher. And so Steve Fisher said that they weren't even sure if Kawhi was going to come to their school until he showed up for summer school classes. Like he just showed up and was like, oh, I guess he's coming to San Diego State. Great. Now we have him. So stuff like that, right? So there's all kinds of rumors back and forth. There's all these leaks, all this stuff going on. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, like some random Saturday night, he just tweets a picture of the Clippers logo. And so the whole NBA goes, what the fuck, the Clippers? Because the Clippers are like the notorious like shit franchise that no one ever wants to play for. Because they're like the little brother of the Lakers, right? Yeah. So you're just like in the shadow of the Lakers, and they never win anything. It's the Mets. Right. So then what happened was that Kawhi ended up, I guess, talking Paul George into demanding a trade from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Paul George is another top 10 player. And so he just signed a contract with the Thunder last year. So he still has three years left on his deal. Now, the funny thing about Paul George, Paul George grew up in Palm Springs, grew up a Laker fan, uh, wanted a trade from the Pacers, demanded to be traded for the Lakers. They said no, traded him to the Thunder. Uh, but then when he was a free agent, I guess he liked it in o- Oklahoma City so much, he didn't even take a meeting with the Lakers. He just like went to re-sign with the Thunder. And so like Lakers fans were like, very much, fuck Paul George. So then... I guess he demanded a trade from the Thunder with three years left on his contract, which is kind of a dick move because you just signed that thing. Yeah. Uh, and then so the Clippers sent over a King's Bounty to get Paul George, which made Kawhi Leonard sign. So now they have a great duo and they're a championship favorite. So now both the Clippers and the Lakers are championship favorites in the NBA. Like, they're one and two in the NBA, which is absolutely insane, which is crazy. Yeah. Plus, that set off another thing because now the Oklahoma City Thunder aren't in contention for a championship anymore, which means Russell Brunswick, their other star, demanded a trade as well. So then, like, this whole thing of, like, a domino effect of just the entire NBA just reshifted in the matter of two weeks. <laughs>
0: and it's all because of this It's all because guy. of Twy
1: Leonard, right? <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. If he just went to the Lakers or just went back to the— the rafters, nothing, nothing really Nothing would have happened, yeah. But, like, because he went to the Clippers, it completely restructured how the entire NBA looks right now, which is absolutely insane. But okay, continue. Moving on, because that was way too much information. That was way
0: too much information about something that I'm <laughs> sure everyone here was like, yes, this is why I tune in to two nerds. I know. Um... Now, I guess the final thing before we actually jump into our main stuff is the earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> How was that for you? Uh, first
1: when I was in bed. So me and Samantha were kind of just like hanging out in bed. She was watching cartoons on her iPad and I was sort of just like half awake. And then the whole room started shaking and she got up and she asked me what was going on. And I was like, Oh, it's an earthquake. And then so she tried to try to like surf the bed, <laughs> you know, like whatever, it's th- whatever kids do. Right. So whatever. Um, but yeah, and then the second one, we were at the mall in Target, and like that place cleared out hella fast.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Because the second one was like way stronger and <laughs> yeah. way longer, and so... That second one was a good... Over a minute. I was... Both times I was here at home, the first time I was doing dishes, and James has a little like wheeled... Right, sure. You can see it. It's yeah, right here. It. It's off, just off screen. It's like a cart. It's a little cart on wheels. And it has a, like a bunch of like glass uh, wine bottles. And so I'm like doing dishes and all of a sudden it just starts rattling. I'm like, is a truck driving by? And it just kept going. I was like, no, it's not a truck. This is an earthquake. Okay. and <laughs> just kept doing dishes. Um, For time out first. I'm imagining James with this wine cart. Like
1: wheeling it over to me and like serving <laughs> me wine with the with the with the white with the white cloth. Yeah, would
0: you like some, would wine, you like sir? some
1: wine, sir?
0: Um, Continue. Second time. The second time, um, I was doing some work for, and I, this is something we talked about in a previous show. I've been working recently for uh, Saving Throw, their channel right. on Twitch. Um, and they were doing a broadcast at the time. So they're live. Their studio is in L.A. And so they're live and all of a sudden they're broadcasting and an earthquake happens. And so they're on camera just going, wait, what's going on? And we're all just <laughs> like, uh, earthquake. And so it's really fun is there's this over a minute long thing where they're like, is it still going on? Yeah. Because it literally went for, I think, what, a minute and a half? Dude, And
1: it's crazy to look at the, because like, we're pretty far away from where the epicenter was so we were so,
0: just under 200 miles away Yeah, my, so, as the crow flies. So we
1: can fl- we can feel it and it's like a it's not significant but like we can feel it to the point where it's like okay, we don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But when you watch videos from like the
0: epicenter, that's the scariest. It's thing, It's so man. crazy. Did you? I I shared the one of the swimming pool with you. Yeah. Right? Did you see the one of the grocery store? Yeah, I saw. We're basically the I I saw the photo of the grocery store. I don't know if I saw a video. Oh
1: man, because it ramps up right, so it get it kind of like you kind of seen it spin, and all of a sudden just like and the, all the bottle like all the water everything just, just like, goes.
0: It's crazy. yeah. No, I forget the name of that town out there. Um. Basically, it got shut off from everything because the main highway it hadn't split in split into.
1: Yeah. So like Like
0: literally it just was like Pfft, I know they've asked for no gut,
1: their federal assistance already. I think we like, got federal assistance. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's like to that point where it's like this is pretty dangerous. Like, like basically
0: the big reason why a lot of people are like breathing sighs of relief is I from what I've heard no one has died. Yeah. Um which I, which is thank God yeah. no one died. But it's not to
1: not to lament the fact that it's not, it's, it's completely not serious. It's, it's serious. a very serious, it's situation. a very serious, we're all serious lucky serious. it didn't
0: die, but everyone else is also pointing out we're all very lucky. The epicenter was 200 miles away right. from a major population center. Otherwise there would be dead people. Right. And we probably wouldn't be broadcasting I mean, today as to much be, as fighting for survival.
1: To, no, I mean, to be fair, the, the Valley in particular where we live is pretty safe from yeah. earthquakes just because of the way everything's built and the way that like the Valley is structured. Um, I don't think we'd be in too much trouble.
0: We'd be in trouble if, like, the epicenter was here, but right. not because but that because the epicenter was here, not because of, right. like, infrastructure problems. Right. Because, like, everything is
1: built... If you don't live in L.A. or if you haven't been to L.A., L.A. is pretty... Like, everything's prepared for earthquakes. Everyone and everything is prepared for an earthquake. And so we're just kind of waiting for it to happen. Although I was telling, because Jenny was getting a little freaked out of, like, oh, wow, like, earthquakes are happening, like where are we going to get the big the big one soon? And I was like, actually, it's better that we have the, all these like other earthquakes because it's just going to lessen the tension on the fault,
2: right?
0: Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. yeah, it lessens the tension on the fault, and that means no big one in L.A., or ideally no big one in L.A. But I, I put a picture out on Instagram because I went grocery shopping the next day, and the water aisle was just gone, empty. Oh, yeah. It was just like no, no water. Out. Everyone was like, stockpile. And I yeah. was just like, okay, we have water around here somewhere. Right. Um, but yeah, no earthquake. That was crazy. Fun. It's crazy, <laughs> fun. Right. Um, so let's actually move on to James. Let's switch it up to games. Uh,
1: this is an interesting one.
0: So Nintendo announced new Switch hardware. It's right. called the Switch Lite. I haven't had a chance to look too deep into it. Okay, so why don't you fill us all uh, in? So it's small. It's a it's a
1: portable Switch. A Portable only switch, right? So it doesn't work in docked mode. Uh, the Joy Cons don't come off. It is a single-bodied unit. uh It is smaller. It's slightly bigger than what you would think a 3ds, a new 3ds XL would look like. Uh, but it is smaller than a regular Switch. Uh, it's two hundred dollars. It is. That was the big thing for me. Right. Is the price is, point is pretty right. awesome? It's two hundred dollars, which is absolutely incredible for a console like that. Uh, it has longer battery life. We're not sure how much yet, but they're claiming it's about an hour to an hour and a half more. No, battery but I life. think
0: what? Four and a half to six, four and a half to seven, four and a
1: half to seven. Uh, so also plus, uh, and the other major factor was like, it functions a hundred percent like a normal switch, but it just doesn't have docked mode. Right. So like, if you want to ever use this on your TV, then the extra hundred dollars is going to be worth it to you. Yeah. Uh,
0: like I saw this one was immediately like, oh, this is kind of aimed at someone like, if I was busy playing games on Metro and I'm going into work, right. this would be kind of the better device, right?
1: And and also like, again, how often are you going to play it on your TV? Yeah, like how you know? And I used I used both features pretty. Uh, equally, I yeah. would say, and so for me, it's not the console for me. I still kind of want one because it is a cool alternative to have. But Nintendo's always been so bad about game sharing across the, across your account and like being able to transfer games and, and play games where you want them. And so, I like if you wanted to share, you can share accounts or you can share your consoles can share the same account. But whatever your whatever your secondary account is, whatever not the main account is, has to have a constant internet connection to check that you still own the game. Got it. Uh, so like if if I were to buy a Switch Lite, I would have to make the Switch Lite my main console, and then have the docked then one. Have the docked one be the be secondary, the secondary
0: one. one. So it's almost this odd thing where if you get this one, it has to be your primary. Right and you the, might not want it to be that way. Right,
1: and so, like, it just doesn't make sense for me to have one, or for anyone that already... Because at
0: that point, it would be like, well, then you should just have, like, a third Switch variant that's literally just the dock. And right, and should- so, like, that's kind of the thing that is a plus
1: for me. So, obviously, I'm not going to get this, because it just doesn't fit what I need. Yeah. And, like, again, I use both features enough where... And it's not enough of a size different and enough of an upgrade where... In terms of size or function or form, where I'm, I'm just gonna still use my Switch portably. It's, it's not like a big game changer right. to me. But what it does tell is that the rumors of the Switch Pro unit
0: might actually are actually valid. valid. Yeah, because you know,
1: obviously, if you are make a lesser one, you're gonna make a bigger one too, or yeah. not, not a bigger one, but a more improved one. So, like, maybe there's there's space do. for
0: like a uh, more powerful, right. More powerful hardware. hardware. And yeah. so,
1: like, that's one that excites me because that's one that would maybe get me to get a new Switch um, or, like, trade mine in for a new one. Like, stuff like that like, would get me on board. But for you, like, where would this force you to, like, consider getting a
0: Switch now? Well, here's the thing is because I was thinking about that. Like, I, the one space where this would make the most sense for me is the, my commute. Right. But I usually, with my iPad, I'm usually reading. Right. On my commute or working on my commute, right, and so it's like specifically for me, it's almost like do I really want to spend two hundred dollars on a device where the primary place I'd be using it is something where I already have a device that meets my needs for that right so it'd be more of a the fact that it makes the price point makes the switch a bit more compelling. Sure. And the the other thing too, and this is again, just a me specific thing, given my, my eyesight issues that are being addressed very slowly. Having a device that I could hold a little bit closer to my face where I'm not dependent. This is the reason why... One of the reasons I stopped console gaming is that I was having trouble seeing the screen. You get glasses, Logan. Oh, we should... At some point, we should actually talk about what's wrong with my eyes. (laughs) uh, Because glasses won't help anymore. Um, But this means I could hold the device closer, so that would be a boon. So, like, the docking wouldn't necessarily be as important to me. Sure. But the thing, too, is I... I don't seem, if I was to spend $200 on hardware right now, sure. I would probably put an upgrade into my computer before I'd buy a Switch. I, I think the person here would be a bigger question, would be James, because I know we have a Wii U. Yeah,
1: James, would, you want to play Breath of the Wild again, on on the go?
0: Yeah, would this be something you'd, because would the n- inability to play it on the computer or on the TV make a difference to you? Would this make you play more, would you play less, or would you just be not interested
1: Right, yeah, it's just the flexibility, right
2: exactly
1: right. I mean, like to me the what makes the switch appealing is the flexibility of it, and so like removing that from the equation, I don't think that that's yeah, like, appealing to me.
0: The more I think about it, the more I feel like this isn't intended to be aimed at... it's the
1: same reason why they made the 2 ds, right, yeah, like it's...
0: remember they made the do you remember the 2 ds it was yeah. it's the 3 ds, but it's a
1: instead of a clamshell design, it's a slab.
0: Yeah, yeah, the right? one that's like all flat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was made for children.
0: That's um, what I was like. The more I think about, it, the more I think this is kind of aimed at parents who want to maybe buy a tablet or a game device for the kids, but they don't want to spend full price right. on it, but are willing to plunk down a couple hundred bucks. Right. And like the the thing
1: is, to me, is
0: like the extra hundred dollars.
1: I know it's the it's mainly the dock. Right. Yeah. The dock is ninety dollars retail on its own. Obviously. MSRP doesn't really mean that that's what it's worth, but I mean, like, the $100, a lot of that is the... Like, you're basically the doc, right? And so, to me... Like if you're gonna if you're willing to pluck down two hundred dollars already, the extra hundred dollars for the ability to dock and have the flexibility is not like is worth it.
0: Yeah, if the, the extra hundred dollars is the thing that's going to make or break you getting the switch, I don't. I don't say, think the
1: switch is for you, right? A, like,
0: it's probably not for you, or B, if it is for you, just save up the extra hundred. Right,
1: uh, and, and so. Obviously, like, it's easy to say that, like, save hundred dollars, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's easy to say that. It's easy
0: to say that. It's not easy to
1: necessarily do Right. And, and depending on your situation, like, I, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying, like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing, though, here was that Nintendo came... Nintendo has had a history of holding on or being very vocal about, like, having their pillars of their company. And so, like, I remember when the DS came out, they were like, no, the Game Boy Advance is still a, a big pillar of our company. Right? Yeah. And so it was like, for a while, it was GameCube 3, or Game Boy, or GameCube DS and Game Boy Advance. And then eventually they were like, fuck the Game Boy Advance, like, go away, right? And then for a long time, they were like, yes, the 3DS is out, but the DS is still a big part of our family, right? Okay, get rid of the DS now. Yeah. Right. Now, they, they're still saying... Like, they came out with this. They made a really public statement about, like, how the 3DS is still a major pillar of it's their company. Like, I see
0: this, too, and I'm like, why... At this point, it's this, almost like they're asking this, for the death of the this, Game Boy. Yeah.
1: In particular, even more so than the Switch, this thing... Kills any notion that the the 3ds is a focal point of their company because they right.
0: literally made a portable. They made only. A, they made a portable only console, and it's like, why would you buy a, a portable gaming platform? And remember, a 3ds is not is is uh, still a hundred mm-hmm. like one
1: hundred and twenty dollars.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: right. Like for an extra seventy bucks, you can just get a switch.
0: I know. It, it's like <laughs> a, it's a no brainer type. Right. Thing. And the only the only
1: obviously there's still <laughs> there's still great games on the switch or on the 3ds, and there's. It is an incredible library of games, yeah. but I don't like. Is it is it a good investment at this point? No, probably not. Yeah, but uh, I'm curious because this is the longest they've stuck with. The, like, because they've said this for Switch has been out for almost two year, two three years now, and so they're still saying that the three DS is a pillar of the brand.
0: It's like I don't know. If is, so, like, it, is it? Yeah. No, like, I saw this, and I was surprised that it wasn't, like, and the 3DS has been phased out. Right. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, I don't know. It's an interesting... It's, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, if I was to have to buy a Switch today, like, if someone was like, Logan, you have to buy a Switch today, or, I don't know horrible things will happen. Right. This would be the one I'd pick up, not just because it's cheapest, because it for my use case right, it makes sense, it but it's like if I was like thinking about it as like a longer term investment, it's like it doesn't make as much sense unless it's going to be only your if if you're the only one who's going to play it and you're never going to play it on like your couch. Right. Again, I have a lot
1: of friends that only play portable mode, and so, like, yeah, this is perfect for them. Yeah. And, like, again, a case-by-case basis. I'm just saying, for in general, it just doesn't seem like this has a, a lot of uh, valid, like...
0: Its use case is very limited. Right.
1: I don't think this has a lot of, like, positive things versus a regular Switch. I yeah. Don't, maybe the size thing. but Otherwise, I have no idea why you would.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting, I guess. Right. Um, we'll leave it at that. Let's move on, James. Let's go to TV. All right. So, Stranger Things three came out. I've not. I've not checked it out yet. You haven't. I've it heard it good things though. I I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, it's. I guess let's go because you haven't watched it yet. Let's discuss like one business side of the thing. Sure. Because we've talked about this briefly, the idea of whether or not. So, like, I think we first talked about it in like with the Mandalorian over whether or not the Mandalorian should be released weekly or right. all at once. And what I found interesting is Nielsen had viewer numbers, or Nielsen's viewer numbers, which may or not sure. may not be accurate. Netflix, of course, probably has incredibly accurate numbers. Sure. That said, that Stranger Things, where Game of Thrones was seen around 15 million viewers an episode, Stranger Things they estimate it's currently seen about 12 million viewers an episode. Okay, which is really good, but I was thinking about it. It's like, why is it... And I think this is more to my whole thing of where you should be putting them out weekly instead of all at once is, it feels like no one's... Like, everyone's talked about it... And moved on. And then already moved on. And I guess it's kind of weird to think about how I... Because I didn't finish it until yesterday. Right. And I feel like I've missed the entire conversation.
1: Sure. I mean, I would think... Stranger Things in particular, like for this particular conversation, I don't think Stranger Things would benefit from like spreading it out. Like for me, it's not a show that I would want to continue talking about, right? Like there's not enough twists or surprises from like the first two seasons where I'd be like, oh my God, did you watch Stranger Things last night? Like yeah. it wouldn't be that kind of show to me. And I don't know if it could hold my interest. Like there are a couple slow episodes in there. Yeah. Like I don't know if it could hold my interest. Throughout an entire season before, like, I'm just, like, kind of bored or not. I'm not in a rush and, like, giddy and ready to watch it every week. You know what what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't think
0: it's that kind of like event watching show. For like The Mandalorian, it could be, but I mean. How much of that, though, is the fact that it's never been released in that format, so we've never seen it be reacted to in the way that you would Game of Thrones, where every episode gets discussed to death?
1: Sure. I mean, but again, for Game of Thrones, or for like Game of Thrones, they. It could be the way they're filmed, too, because like, Game of Thrones is filmed to be like week to week, and so yeah. it ends in a lot of ways on, like, cliffhangers or questions or things. Whereas like Stranger Things Stranger Things really kind of just, like... It's an eight-hour-long movie. Right. Where, you know, the cuts are kind of, like, natural cuts. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, like, it makes it... Again, it's it's made to binge, right? So it's made to just sort of, like, yeah, okay, cool. Flow into this next one. Great. Fantastic. And then there's very clear points of, like, okay, you can take a break now if you'd like. Right, and so that doesn't—I don't think that bodes well for week to week. But again, it could be different if it was made to be viewed week to week. They could—they could possibly recut it and do it. Possibly recut it and do it. Uh, But yeah, I I think, like to me, a show like that is perfect for binging because it's just like I want to keep because you want to keep going. I Want to keep going,
0: and it wants me to keep going. Um, I feel that way about like every show. I watch that if I'm into it, even if I'm only seeing it week to week, like yeah, part of the anticipation is I want to know what's going on next, and so I have to like wait a week so the anticipation builds. Where, but that hasn't changed for shows where that are designed for this week to week that I have binged. It's I would say
1: like uh, a show like Agents of Shield, especially like I'd say like season, season like two-ish and seasons like Ghost Rider season, so like season four and like stuff like that where they did a really great job of like, man, that was a great episode. I can't wait for next week. And like, but I'm not like Jones and for it, right? Like it's not something that I need to discuss with anyone, and it's not something where it's like I need to discuss it and I need to like break it down and, and analyze everything. It's just like a that was fantastic. I need to talk to someone about how fantastic it was, and then move on. Okay, right,
0: that's fair. But I, I guess my whole thing is, it's just I feel like whenever there is like a really good episode of say stranger things or something like that, we never discuss that episode alone as its own piece because everyone is discussing the entirety of the season or we'll avoid spoilers. Even though we have the spoiler warning on, we created a spoiler little little. Oh, look at that. Yeah.
1: That's fancy. Um, Like
0: it. it, there are, there's like an obvious cliffhanger at the end of this season. Okay. And everyone's talking about that, but that means no one is discussing, like, episode three. Sure. Even though I don't remember what, which episode three is specifically. But it's... It means that, yes, we are discussing, like, some high marks. Like, I think we should... This isn't really a spoiler, but Steve is awesome. Sure. But... We don't discuss... Like, I like discussing some of the granular stuff sometimes. Maybe that's a lot of my background. Because I studied this type of right. stuff, but it feels weird to me that we can't sit there and be like, let's discuss this one episode or you or like can, this small detail, these small details. You can go and have a discussion, but it's almost like no one is really going out of the way to seek it because they're all discussing the overarching plot or right. like the cliffhanger at the end of the season. Sure. No, so, I could, I totally yeah. see that.
1: Um but Yeah. I think, I think it just depends on the show, right? Like to me, stranger things, the thing that I like to discuss about Stranger Things is sort of the the small nuances and the touches, and I feel like when I talk to people like you or someone like my sphere of people are kind of interested in that as well. And yeah. So I'm not, I don't have to like go out and seek that, and so like it's not something that I feel like you're you're there's abilities to get out of it what you want to get out of it, um, whether or not it's a binge format or not. But I think again, again, it's just it's just a it's something that I'm curious to see where they keep going with it. Because like, if Disney Plus starts going week-to-week week with their stuff, does that force Netflix to... Yeah, does that
0: force Netflix to change? Because right. HBO is still sticking to the week-to-week format. Right. Um, Amazon, I think, is sticking to the week-to-week right. format. Uh, Disney Plus, we don't know yet. Disney Plus, we don't know yet. But Disney, like...
1: Disney Plus if- is going to shift the market because they have the most valuable shows coming up.
0: Yeah, it's... so. If Disney Plus goes week to week, I then... know Lord of the Rings is coming out, but like that's not the
1: same. That's not going to be the same as the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff. There's no, no way.
0: Um, though they finally decided they're shooting in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, that's like what, Also, only thing we know well,
1: completely forgotten. Sp- and completely side note: I know you heard about the the Lord of the Rings MMO thing, right? Oh
0: yeah, I almost <laughs> saw that as a topic point. Uh, <laughs> excited? Not excited. <sighs> Wait, okay. One. All right. I do have. This is the reason why I almost made a topic point. Sorry, we're no longer discussing Stranger Things and we're completely off topic. My issue with the MMO is the fact that it's already kind of weird in the sense that every license for Lord of the Rings has been kind of centralized around Warner Brothers or Amazon yeah. now, with the exception of the MMO, because Turbine still has the rights to to the Lord of the Rings for yeah. universe. So, Lord of the Rings Online is going to continue to be a thing. At the same time, this Amazon-backed MMO, which we've known about already, yeah. it will also be a thing. So now the big question is, are we going to go for the one that's prettier? But here's the other question. This other one is going to be prettier and more up-to-date. Also, why are we doing MMO? I thought those were dead outside of WoW. But... One of the reasons why Lord of the Rings Online is still alive and kicking is that to go into like the Tolkien geek perspective, they went really deep into the lore, and the only times they have violated the lore of the Lord of the Rings or the Middle-earth mythos has been them going, well, according to the books and all that stuff, this shit shouldn't happen, but it'd be a very boring game. So we have to do something here so there's something to do right. to keep the gameplay going. So they've played around with some bits and they violated lore, but every time they've done it, you sit there and you're like, I understand why. Sure. My concern is entirely not from the, oh, is the game going to be fun standpoint? It's going to be like, are they going to show that same dedication that Turbine did? And also, why didn't Amazon just buy out Turbine and be like, here's the money you need to actually make an engine that isn't garbage? Because the Lord of the Rings Online engine is garbage. Right. But yeah, that's my whole thing on it. Is It's just more of a I knew you'd have thoughts. I, I had, the, I
1: had sort of the same thing of like, I'm curious how Amazon functions and like i'm curious how the it's game not even gonna out, right? be linked
0: to, it's not gonna be linked to their series it's its own standalone yeah. thing it's been in development for over a year we knew that there was a major plat- publisher backer on this game but we just didn't know who it was there's still the concerns as much as the license holder because it's still the salzans corporation who also has the film rights sure. to lord of the Rings and only lord of the Rings, not the whole universe has said oh yeah we like lord of the Rings online we're still going to continue to license it's like well Is this gonna bump the license rights? Is this gonna like kill Lord of the Rings online? Because as much as we'll see if the checks roll in first. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's very weird and that's one of the reasons why I think the fanboys is kind of like doesn't know what to do because as much as everyone's like ooh shiny new thing there's a reason why there's still as much as there's irritation over the game Lord of the Rings Online there's still a reason there's respect in the fanbase towards Turbine well it's not Turbine anymore it's Standing Stone Games sorry Standing Stone Games no one knows who you are um Turbine it's weird there's history things changed companies got bought out whatever it happens it happens so yeah I did have thoughts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and those are them. But, yeah. It's... I hope Disney goes with a week-to-week thing. I think I want everyone to be... I guess what it comes down to me is I don't want everyone to be, like, all in on one way. There are some Netflix I'm shows if- where I think, yes, you don't have to do uh, Queer Eye week-to-week. Sure, You really don't have to do that.
1: I mean, I'm curious. But, I'm curious if they start doing, like... If- If Disney does the thing where it's like, hey, all these Marvel shows are bingeable and out now. And then Mandalorian is like a flagship. It's like week to week. It's like, okay.
0: Like Clone Wars. Clone Wars functions in arcs. Yeah. To where there'll be like three episodes to an arc. Put out the arc all at once so we can discuss the arcs. Yeah. But then wait like a week or two and then put out the next arc. You don't have to do everything all at once. Like, play people. Play with your releases. That's all I'm asking. Don't go all in on one way or the other. There you go. And because honestly, that's one of the beauties of the internet is you don't have to do it the old way or the way the other guy does it. You can do it your own goddamn way. Very true. So. Words to live by. Yeah. Um so please, week to week for Mandalorian, but Clone Wars, give me, give me my Clone <laughs> Wars in easily digestible chunks of storyline plots. Um, but I think we're kind of done with Stranger Things, even though we went on a completely non-Stranger right. Things tangent. Continue. Um, James, right after Game of Thrones ended, okay. James started rewatching Game of Thrones. Okay. Um did you start like immediately after Game of Thrones ended James or did you wait a couple weeks? Uh it
2: was like it was I would say at least 6 weeks after the uh finale.
0: And I know you haven't finished So but you're, where you're, are you? Where are you in season 8?
2: Um uh, right before the like what's Battle for Winterfell or it's wait, like so
0: you're,
1: so okay. you're the episode before Long Night. I'm okay. like
2: yeah th- 3 away from the are end. Are you
1: the Fireplace episode? Uh, yeah, I just watch yeah, okay. that one. Cool. So I have so many questions. What? Yeah,
0: go for it, because I've been asking him questions yeah, for like two
1: weeks. Like, wh- what has has anything? What spur- Well, first off, like, what spurred you to do this? Was it just like a, I have nothing to do? Let me go check this out.
2: I mean, I sort of enjoy rewatching series. Um, like, I feel like The Office. I'll rewatch like every. Like four years, you know, like sure. I sort of get on these cycles where I'm like, oh, I don't really remember, or like I watch right. an episode, I deal with Scrubs, yeah, yeah, Scrubs and, right. is a good one to go on a rewatch. And like, you sort of are like, Oh, you watch one episode, you're like, Oh, I think I'll like, and then you're like, Once you start, you're just like, You're in that yeah, you're down loop the road. again, yeah.
0: Um, I make that mistake every time I'm like, I'm in the random move for Star Trek and I throw up Deep Space Nine, and then that's what I'm watching yeah. for two weeks, yeah. Um, I feel you, so yeah, I just sort of and I, w- and I was
2: curious because the show has such like this like mythology to it that i'm pretty bad at remembering so like when i watched season eight i was like i don't remember who any of these people like some of these people who kind of like some of the um like castle black guys who we hadn't seen for like a season or two yeah, it remember, was like, like- years <laughs> between so i'm like i know who that is but like when they die or whatever i'm just sort of like i don't care
0: yeah because i remember during when we were watching the finale you i had to remind you who edmund tully was yeah uh, and like also I'm super bad at names yeah. especially when
2: people like age like what, what like the it's like the little boy who's like the lord of the castle that's like on top of the mountain yeah and
0: yeah. he's like
2: make the man fly like, seeing him as an adult, I'm like, who is that? Oh, it's that kid. You know, the stuff like that. So, yeah. anyway, it's sort of fun to rewatch for those reasons. Um, and I sort of wanted to see, um, you know, everyone complaining about the direction that the show took at the very end, like, it being kind of unmotivated, blah, 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 that yeah. sort of so stuff.
0: before we dive into Danny, because I know that was one of the big reasons why you did this rewatch, um... Just looking at because uh, like our criticism was like the pacing, right. of Like the like, last two the, seasons. Does the does pacing
1: it, like really drop off as hard as everyone thought it did,
0: or does it still fit? Like if you're when you're going from season one all the way through because you're now in season eight. Did that pacing like did shift?
1: seven just like blow by of just like what the fuck happened?
2: I honestly did not mind the pacing. I feel like the s- story. I mean, it's just like I mean also. The story was picking up
0: too. Right. Like, the story we, we picks were approaching And, game, like,
2: like, you sort of. I feel like what people liked about early seasons was that people could kind of be. Like, sh- you could kind of cycle through characters and be like, oh, that person just dies. And you're like, what? And then some new people show up. But, like, eventually you sort of have to, like, settle in and kind of be like, okay, here are the main characters. To have the story actually work and be a story, we have to give them a little bit of plot armor in certain places. Sure. Um, or a lot of plot armor in others. Exactly. I'm not, like, a complainy person. I feel like the show is the show, and, like, people who complain about the show not going the exactly the way they want it to, it just seems unnecessary. Because, like that's every like every show and like every like what if the books went in a different direction would you complain about that because it's like the original material i don't know you know but like so i don't could it have been better Uh, absolutely um it would have been nice i feel like if, if the episode count had been kind of consistent throughout every season it would have felt more like the same kind of thing where like the show kind of plods along but again like all those kind of like character development things that happen in like seasons two and three where people are just like sitting around a fire talking like that's us getting to know them i don't know how much more there is that we can learn about them so at a certain point we have to have them start doing things making decisions um so again it's like it's like a movie like act one is gonna kind of be like leading up to the thing
0: Act, act two, two is kind like of plods along, and then Act three is just like everything kicks in. So yeah, I feel like Game of yeah. Thrones
2: was like ninety percent Act one, and then all of a sudden, kind of the show has to do
1: Act three. Like, oh, we have a show to do now.
2: Exactly. I mean, like, we have a story to tell. I, I was watching just yesterday. Uh, a rev- uh, someone kind of doing a, a review that again, I'm not hundred percent agreeing with them, but um, them kind of saying like the the show kind of instead of like in early seasons it's about the culture of Westeros and like people trying to bend culture to what they want it to be. Whereas like later seasons it's just kind of about those characters. So it's like it goes from like kind of like external motivations to like internal motivations. Right. Um which is like perhaps why people are like, oh the show's different but <laughs> long story short Watching through the show again, knowing what happens in the end, it's like, okay, those there are breadcrumbs that are laid out in episode one. You're like, okay, like I was surprised by the ending, but now that I like you, see it coming, you're like, oh, yeah, Danny's kind of like always been arrogant and like. Kind of getting her way however she wants to.
0: And vindictive. Exactly. In way it's she gets just like, it. yeah.
2: she, it's, it's really badass at the beginning because she's kind of competing against, uh, in, especially in Game of Thrones, like... more like m- sneering, mustache trolling, like slave owners and stuff. Yeah. Whereas like, o- like,
0: like she's been fighting like obviously like the, bad, bad the bad guys. Exactly.
2: Yeah. They're, it, like, who she fights are clearly bad guys whereas like once she starts interacting with other characters in the show who are much more complicated and kind of like jamie lannister is like kind of bad at points and good at points and you're sort of like oh and like theon you know like they kind of go through these phases where you like them or like at least you understand their motivation um where so like when she starts dealing with those people who we've kind of gotten to know before like I feel like Danny doesn't really even start interacting with our other Westeros characters until season, season six? six?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's like... She she works well in, like, a bubble when she's just, like, taking down slave owners and stuff. But, like, you see her when she's in marine. I'm gonna say. Like, she's kind of not great at being a queen. She's kind right. of... Like, she's a, she's a conqueror, she's not a ruler. So, it's like, yeah. you. all this stuff, is, again, it's all being set up. Not to say, like, some of my favorite moments of the show are when she's, like, just being badass. And, right. like, yeah. you love that. So, I think that's why it kind of, like, hurts a little bit when you're like, oh... It's
0: because she's this badass against people where you're or just bad, like, right? like, like... exactly. like, oh, she's attacking slave owners? I don't feel bad. But the moment, it's like, yeah, Cersei's kind of evil, but... Holy crap, woman, type thing. It, it's, right. I
1: think it goes. James is James is like right on because I, yeah. I went back right afterwards. And I watched there's a compilation of like all of Danny's scenes, and so I just like watched that for like an hour. And it was just a thing of like after watching that, you see, you see all the stuff of like dude, she's she's kind of fucked up to like a lot of yeah. people, and like she 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 goes the extra mile to be to like make a point, right. And to make a point point, like, make a stand, like, be vindictive and be kind of, like, extra.
0: Yeah, it's like And when, so,
1: like, yeah, when she burns the whole town, like, that's kind of her MO of, like, being extra and, like, going the extra mile. The but, light, like, like,
2: if it was a different town, you'd be like, rock on, yeah, girl yeah, power. Right? Like <laughs> It's <laughs> because we know this
1: city, right? We know, yeah. like, there's good people in this town. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, because it's like... So I was watching with you a bit, James, where I think it was the season six finale where they're the battle marine and they kill the two of the people leading the opposing army. Right. And it's after Tyrion had tried to deal with them and try to come to terms and offered a decent deal and was trying to settle things over and they attacked anyway. Um, It was. And so you can kind of sit there and be like, OK, I get why they're being harsh here. But you then turn around and when it's like after the fight with the Lannisters and she does that to the Tarleys, yeah you're kind of like wait they just fought a battle this is the first time you've ever interacted with them and you immediately go to that same position right of no you either bend the knee or you die she's just very just,
2: quick to violence she's right? very
0: quick to that
2: and it feels like she only cares about people bending the, like that's like yeah. her thing is like bend the knee like, I don't care about anything else as long there's, as your knees are bent.
0: There's no levels. It's an on-off switch with Danny. Right. And, so, no, I, I completely agree. And to, so I was actually thinking about this more because you had made this comment. while well, I think you were in, what, season three even, James, where you made the comment of where you're like, no, this is all here.
2: Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, her relationship with... Um... I'm spacing on her name, like her friend who like does her hair, <laughs> um, Miss Sandy. Miss Sandy, yeah. It's like that relationship. I'm like, oh, again, having not seen the show, like going into season eight, having not watched the show for I believe 18 months or so, like what was the yeah. gap? It's like you forget about those like again the little Game of Thrones moments that that you forget because they aren't the plot, but it's like it kind of helps the characters. Um, right you you kind of forget like oh. Danny kind of has no friends in except her um in like the entire show. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. only person who she's kind of a friend with.
0: She has one friend, a bunch of lovers that she doesn't really love. Really love with yeah. probably the exception of John. Um but she's not really close with Very many. She either keeps keeps them at a distance, or they get killed.
2: And she kind of, like, in, I want to say it's the first episode, she kind of has this weird, like, thousand-yard stare presence about her when she's just sort of being, like, traded around. Like, it sort of is like, oh, this has been her life since day one, is, like, her brother's kind of being, like, a a tool. And, like, I mean, she's just, like, she's very vulnerable, and so... I don't know. <laughs> you
0: yeah, know, it's like I was thinking about it. I think the biggest mistake they made with the idea of burninating King's Landing, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's because we see her. I, I wonder if it would play better if we didn't have that reaction shot where she's just staring at the keep. And then goes on the attack. If we hear the bells ringing and everyone kind of looks towards Danny and the dragon, but you don't actually get that close up, you just all of a sudden see the dragon go. If it would play better, I mean, I feel I like know, I
1: kind of like I. I think it gives her more validity if you show the keep, like and you show the close up because then it, you understand like her intention of like this is like you understand the rage, right? You understand like the. She's not just crazy, right? Like, because you, if you just show the dragon and Danny and you don't show the close up, then she's just like a crazy woman burning the town, right? If you show the close up, then you see the rage and you understand, like, her emotional state. And you understand, like, oh, she's, like, not even thinking right now. She's just going. Yeah. She's gone. Right? And so then, then it's just her wiping the entire city on her way to
2: kind of, like, get revenge, right? And, like, one of my favorite things about that episode is that that's the last time you see her in the whole episode. Like, it's sort of, like, that close-up, and then it's never her perspective again. It's only city perspective. Yeah. Until, like, the whole and, like, next the episode. And she's, like... at then she's just, like, basically, like, Kim Jong-un with her, like, uniform. You know, then she's yeah. just, like, 100% dictator mode.
0: yeah. I'm gonna conquer the world and
2: that one's a little weird again it's like I feel like it would have been nice to have the seasons paced at the same rate cause I mean I just you know you want more episodes (laughs) Sure. Um, and I I remember I was again for some reason yesterday uh, like a George R.R. Martin interview where he was like I don't know why they're stopping it at season 8 like it could just keep going and that's what seems strange is that the show could have benefited from a slower pacing, and I don't know who didn't want that, except the showrunners.
0: I think it was, I honestly think it was all showrunners. But I feel like
2: HBO is like,
0: like, HBO like oh, wanted let's to turn to- off this money printing machine? HBO okay. basically wanted to go to, a, I think, a tenth season. I think they wanted ten seasons. And, like, I think that would
2: have been nice. I, I think the show still would have like ended up in the same place and maybe have had the same complaints, but I don't know. I yeah. think I think the problem is that like a lot of like you don't get enough time
1: like I think James kinda hit perfectly on the nose where it's like Yes, you see her doing all this stuff to <laughs> bad people and so And you get a lot of time with her with against bad people, right? You yeah. get a lot of time of her just fucking up bad people then when she gets to the westeros characters there's so she has such little time with them that you don't get to see her be that like you don't see get to see the her do that to enough westeros people to understand like oh it's not her turning it's that these people now that she's doing it to are different right it just kind of happens and it happens very quickly and so, like, I feel like if you had an equal amount of time of her dealing with Westeros people as she did with, like, the super bad people, then it wouldn't be you, as much of a turn.
0: It wouldn't feel as drastic as everyone would be like, why is she doing this? Why is she acting the same way to our favorite people that she did to these slavers? Right. Yeah. So,
1: like, it, you know, I, I don't think that's the same. I, I think that's the, the issue that you're running into. Like, she just didn't have enough time to interact with these people for you to, like.
0: Realize that she realize, never changed. Like, she never yeah.
1: changed. Right. She yeah. just, she, that's, that's how she is.
2: And, and there's there was one moment, though, that kind of stood out to me as, like, str- a strategic mistake. Um, is when they're, like, everyone's kind of meeting up in King's Landing. And they're going to, like, show off the zombie that they went and grabbed from the north. It just seems like... Just, like, all you really need, need to do is, like, kill Cersei. That's kind of the only thing you have to do to just kind of... Because, I mean, like... I, I, I just, or like, e- even like, she flies in with her dragon, everyone who is everyone is like, right there, just go like, just, like, flame blower, and then you're done. Like, then you have everything that you wanted.
0: It's like, oh, okay, we're done, now let's save right. the planet. I
2: mean, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken, but that was one thing where I was just like, well, it seems like, like just like, you're, you're like, being too, like, formal. I guess like, old-fashioned gosh. war well, remember, was like more like, formal. The, but, at
1: that point, they're concern is the army of the dead right so like you, she doesn't know that her army alone can take the army of the dead right i guess that's true i and guess so that's like true, she yeah. still needs their army like theoretically right like theoretically she still needs their army so if she kills cersei right
0: here there's no fucking way that lannister army is coming north as much right? as jamie wanted to take that army north i think if she killed cersei i have a feeling jamie probably wouldn't take the yeah. army north yeah <laughs> just out of spite. (laughs) Right. Like, fuck you guys. We're all going to die now. Thank you. Uh. Oh, I actually, my whole thing with the, the, just speak of tactics, I was surprised that she didn't send the Lannister army North and just stop at Moat Kaelin, which is (laughs) that one point where like, you can't really cross without taking this castle. It's just like, just siege it there. That way they have to siege it from the North. Yeah. Maybe the North would have an easier time of it, but just like there, it's like, ha ha. Now I got you trapped. Right. But then I don't know. That's, me, but also, there's some implication that there's like no Lannister army anymore um, because they all got burninated. But yeah, no, I, I think it's been interesting because I haven't been rewatching with James, but just to Ish. catch him right. and like discuss it, it's been interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I actually really like that. So let's move on uh to movies. So our one little blip before we jump into Spider Man. Okay, uh, what did you think of the Mulan trailer?
1: Uh, I loved it. Uh, I know a lot of people were mad about the Mushu stuff and the, like the music stuff, which gotta say, a little disappointed about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I love Mulan and like music and Eddie Murphy are some of the like probably the best parts of that entire movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it looks great. Uh, I'm I'm very happy with like their casting choices um and so i like the idea that like they're going really traditional with it in terms of like the reason they gave for like no mushu and no music was like they really wanted to stay true to like the cultural stuff yeah and i love that i think that's great
0: i wonder how much Uh,
1: obviously my eyes my eyes love that um
0: like i don't disagree with that decision but i wonder how much of it too is them thinking about the chinese market
1: right and obviously like the music's trying to like music whatever uh but i mean like the i i I liked it i'm very excited my question more so is like what are these live action movies now like i'm so confused i
0: I guess it kind of goes to my whole thing is i think the biggest problem and this is something i've seen other people share online my problem with disney live action treatments hasn't been that they're doing them it's that it's almost like disney's like wait maleficent made A ton of money. So did Alice in Wonderland. Let's just load up everything and just go, 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 go. They're trying to get them all out as fast as they can.
1: Well, to me, the litmus test for them was Cinderella.
0: Yeah, Cinderella was definitely. I think Cinderella was the one where like they had success with Alice, they had success with Melissa. and they were like, let's do more traditional. Let's just do a traditional one and see what happens. And Cinderella was a success.
1: And honestly, a the easiest one to pull off because there's no music and it's a very traditional story that everyone knows. And b very well done
0: hmm Very, that very was well Brenna. done.
1: Yeah. That was hey, Brenna. Yeah. that's was Brenna.
0: Kenneth Brenna. You're like, yeah. okay, you're like, that was why I went to see it. Yeah. So I'm like, and oh. It's,
1: <laughs> it's very well done. We were working at our class. Yeah. It was very well done. Uh, I actually really enjoyed that live-action Cinderella movie. I know. Uh, I did, too. And so, like, but, like, Dumbo was a flop. Dumbo's terrible, by the way. I saw that. That's I didn't want to see it, and I never did. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, Aladdin's okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is Okay. Uh, Jungle Book I thought was actually really good. I
0: enjoyed Jungle Book, but it's also like... It's Favreau, right? Yeah, it's Favreau. I guess what it comes down to for me was it was like if Disney had instead of trying to like get them all out, like rapid fire, it was instead like, I think one of the reasons they initially found success is they released them in March, which is... The slow time. Which is a slow period that's kind of become early summer, so there's not so much competition. Right. And then if they had stuck with March and they just did one a year, all of a sudden like your Peach Dragon, where no one saw it, right. would probably have been a bit more successful because Maybe. it was the March release. Right. I think like I but, think their
1: their mindset is like, hey, we're going to put our crappier ones up in March, so like Dumbo or like, uh, I forget what else they threw in there, but like, you know, stuff like that. And our big hitters, like the big names, like Aladdin, we're going to put in the summer. Like Mulan. Like, something like that, right? Where it's like, I don't know. I'm just confused as, like, the direction of these. Because some of them are, like, direct one-to-one remakes of the animated films. And then other ones are, like, reimaginings. Or, like, like this Mulan one's almost completely different than the,
0: right. than it's, it's, the animated it's own film, beast.
1: right? Right. Where... The, where it looks like Lion King is is a one-to-one to the animated film, pretty Actually, much. Actually, I've
0: heard that it's not. Really? Um, because
1: it, from the trailers,
0: it looks almost exactly... Like it's like, a one-to-one, and then... With the music and everything. Yeah, apparently they made some... I haven't seen it yet, but apparently they made some changes, and okay. it's just like... I guess my whole question with the light, it, it, it's less of, again. It's not that they're doing it. It's more like, what is your strategy besides yeah. like, <laughs> like like like? Is there a strategy? Out. Like that's the problem. Is it doesn't feel like there's been like a thought process the, the put problem, into the it. The problem is, is they print money, so it's not like
1: it's not like they need to worry about it because they're going to make money anyway. That's true, and so they're just not realize. It just is like okay. They're just like, hey, we're gonna get talented people to make these movies and then release them whenever. And if they do well, great. Whatever.
0: If we're Disney, it's not like we have a Marvel movie coming out in a week. Yeah, Star Wars is ending the year. We're good.
1: They could literally release one Marvel movie and one Star Wars movie a year and be good for the rest of their careers.
0: Yeah, they would. (laughs) They really would. Like basically, they they they're the Hollywood equivalent of a mint. That's all they need at this point. It's crazy. Everything else is icing on the cake. Yeah, dude. Remember they have Frozen coming out later this year too. They have Frozen coming out later this year. It's one of the reasons why everyone. They, like, they, they had Toy Story. They Toy Story this year. <laughs> it's like my whole thing when like everyone dunked on Star on Solo and its box office performance. It's like yeah, I don't think Disney was crying. They don't care. Like Lucasfilm cares. Lucasfilm cares. Disney don't care. I think Disney was probably like, oh, we should have made more money, but Whatever. we're still rolling around in Force Awakens' money before we're going to worry no. about it. Besides, like, oh, we ate, like, $100 million on the film that we made because that was the only reason we were able to keep one of our screenwriters on. Guys, don't Whatever. worry.
1: We got, we, got the, we got the Mother of Dragons in one of our movies. We can now make Kira dolls for Galaxy's Edge,
0: okay? We're good.
1: So, we're good. That's all we needed.
0: Yeah it's uh
1: whatever. also they do have kira dolls at galaxy's edge which oh, i was sure. saying like is if if it wasn't amelia clark would that character have resonated with anyone and would they be making merch of her no
0: i have a feeling that she was going to be a major character in like a c like in a spinoff because one of the rumors was solo was supposed to be watching like the star wars uh underworld universe type that'd thing. be cool and so I actually really Amelia- like that
1: element of that movie. Yeah,
0: and so the theory was that Amelia, like, uh, we might not see Han Solo, but we would probably see like Amelia Clark with uh, Maul. Yeah, I right? and have there be a Maul focused movie. That'd be cool. Um, I'd still be down for that. Oh, because I, I thought be she, I thought she was great in that movie. I have a feeling that that might become one of their Disney Plus things. Ooh. Is trying to do. Hey,
1: Millie Clark, we know you just spent ten years doing a long TV show that was super grueling. Let's do and, like, another time one. Consuming, but let's do another one for Disney Plus. I, I
0: think, I think that might be their switch. Is that all their plans for like the underworld might get switched over to Disney Plus? I'd be down. I'd be I'd be down, down for that. that. Um, but let's dive into. Marvel some more. Let's talk Spider-Man Far From Home. What did you think? I loved it. Of course you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I mean, like, there's, all, there's, there's some things I had problems with, but, like, for the most part, I loved it. I love how Tom Watt or John Watts, does an amazing job of nailing, like, the awkward high school conversations. He, it's to a T. Like, it, it's yeah. to the point where it makes me cringe because I'm like, why was that? <laughs> Oof. Like ooh, I did that. I still do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Ugh. What do you think, though? I enjoyed it. I, I guess it comes down to like the, my whole thing about trying to like. I, we've talked about this, the, like the difference between Star Wars and Marvel, like why I place them on two different tiers, right. and it's more of that. Just the whole thing of where, yes, I enjoy Marvel movies, right. but they, they're, I, I guess I'm getting tired of the formula on some level, right? I mean, or where to, I want them to do more than just the formula, right? I mean, to me, it's
1: I'm I'm starting to view them less as films and more like monthly comic releases. Yeah,
0: like oh, cool, more story. Great. Yeah, it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, but it's you know, it's I go in knowing what I'm going to get, and I get exactly that yeah. and nothing more. And like, and admittedly that's better than a lot of directors out there where I feel like I walk in and they like, they just, they're competent. Everything is executed fine, but you're not walking out going, Oh man, the direction in that movie is amazing. Right. That's how I'm kind of hitting with Marvel.
1: that's kind of thing where it's funny where I think we've gotten, we've gotten spoiled, right? Where it's like, uh, right when we got home from seeing Spider-Man uh Shazam had just come out on on digital and Blu-ray. And yeah. so my dad had never seen Shazam. So I was like, "Oh, we'll watch Shazam." So we watched Shazam. And like halfway through, my dad goes, "What what is this shit?" And I was like, "You know, it's kind of funny to see how cuz like when you put Spider-Man and Shazam side by like Shazam's not a terrible film, but like when you put it side by side with Spider-Man, you're like, "Wow, this is
0: pretty garbage." Right. And it's, you and you're like and that's the crazy thing. As much as I'm criticizing it, it's like Marvel is still on a completely different tier than anything DC's put out. Right. And it's, like, and it's
1: amazing that Marvel has such a blueprint, right? Like they have, like everyone talks about like the MCU blueprint of like, oh, these movies are kind of cookie cutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they have this plan and they have this feel to their films. And there's literally a map, a 20 film map that you can look at and go like, this is how you make a superhero movie. And, like, then you look at DC and they're just, like, flopping around going, like, I don't don't know, stick this at the wall. Yeah. You know, and you're like, how? With this much money and this much, like, competition that you can look at and say, like, here.
0: Why is it that you can't just, like, accomplish anything? Right. Like, at at least a decent one. (laughs) Right. Because your characters aren't. Bad, it's not, and it has nothing to do with stories. That's evidenced by the like the amazingness that is the DC animated universe, right?
1: Like, it is the DC and you, dude, you have an animated you have writers obviously that can write an amazing story in your animated side. You have Marvel to look at, at like look at what they're doing, and literally just merge the two. It's not hard. Or, wait, I'm I'm simplifying it, but, I mean, to the point
0: where... Their brain... Should, like they needed to steal the animation brain trust and make them the film But, like, brain you tr- should be trust. able to
1: at least come up with something competent, right? Where yes. it's like, this isn't... This isn't rocket science, dude. Like, these characters are good. Let them be good. And it's like, I don't... Dude. Just, it's amazing, right?
0: Never saw it. Probably won't see it. it.
1: It's... It's... There's, like, a good two-thirds of that movie where you're just like, what the fuck is happening?
0: It's real bad. Ugh. No, I... Criticism of the blueprint aside. Right. I enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: I, I I, really enjoyed it. I think the... I was scared of Magneta or Mysterio being... Uh,
0: oh, God, no. I feel like I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, but I was scared because
1: Mysterio's powers are weird. Yeah. Uh, And so I was like... Because uh, remember the, in the comics he's a stunt guy that he's a stunt specialist and an actor that uh, wants that you know realizes he's not going to make money in Hollywood and so he uses his knowledge of stunts and smoke and special effects to become a supervillain and like uses pyrotechnics and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Uh, spoilers. Uh, he uses drones in this film. <laughs>
0: oh, we have the spoiler. Okay, oh, cool.
1: So he uses drones in this film. Yeah. Uh, and like Stark Tech. And I love the scene. When the turn happens in the bar.
0: Oh, yeah. Where he goes Because I was sitting there in the bar and I'm like, Peter, why aren't you wearing your mask? (laughs) Right. And so, like, when they do the
1: whole thing in the bar where they have the turn and it's like, you know, thanks to this person to this person. And, like, they're introducing his team of people. Like, it's not just Mysterio, right? Like, he has a team of people. Uh, also when they're doing the rehearsal of it and like he's like going through the beats of like here's what we're doing and here blah, blah blah and it's rehearsed and you can tell like oh, okay this is how they're doing it. This is super cool and I like this. Um I love the My favorite scene of the whole film is him uh doing the the messing with Peter's head in the uh in the building. Yeah. And they do all the crazy special effects stuff. Oh my god, that was so beautiful.
0: It was so crazy to watch. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I loved a lot of the character moments with, between him and MJ. Yeah, like especially when it's like they they uh, flip the script on the person changing clothes bit. Yeah, or she's just like she's like so- I'm gonna change. And she's just like and then Ned walks. In, yeah. It's just like, "Oh, I wasn't totally not trying to peek a look at."
1: It's it's awesome. And like the that stuff, I love the uh dude, Happy Hogan is still like as 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 throwaway of a character as that seemingly was in the first Iron Man.
0: <laughs> he's, he's not a throwaway. He's anymore. become
1: a gem, right? uh uh-uh. oh And so it's stuff it's stuff like uh I te- I I teared up quite a bit when he did the when they do the Iron Man tribute at the End of the film where he's making the suit and they play the music and like he has to do the whole thing. I
0: love Led Zeppelin.
1: Yeah, and and like we're happy. Looks back and kind of has like the the because he does like they they basically
0: like they like I I should I'm sure someone has done or is going to do on YouTube a shot to shot comparison. Oh yeah, but I wonder yeah I wonder if it is is literally them trying to match. The framing, and- yeah, I mean, but like ha- watching Happy turn
1: around, like it gave me the same feeling of at the end of Endgame, where he's sitting with Morgan and he tells her, "I'll buy you, some oh, oh, I'll buy you, yeah, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers, yeah. all the cheeseburgers you want." Like it gave me that same feel when he looks back and he sees Peter doing the, doing yeah, the, he's like, "Yeah, I got and my guy." Yeah. And so, like, that stuff's great. I love the, uh, the, he throws the, sh- it's the throwaway line too. He throws away the shield. It's like, I don't know how Cap <laughs> does that. How does Cap do that? And just like runs away. It's great.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Gotta love Happy. Um, and the whole, I I'm, lo- I'm in love with, with, with Spider Man's aunt.
1: <laughs> and the Peter Tingles. Peter Tingles. I thought that was a little corny. I thought that joke was, didn't hit. It didn't great hit, for me.
0: but as it kept, I think it worked with, Happy and it didn't really work with May. Yeah, Dude, like it oh. did when they first set it up. It didn't hit, but when Happy did it, oh, the Peter tingles. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's like it, kidding, makes you, it, it, it makes is, you cringe just enough where you think it's funny. Yeah, it's but, like
1: that one hit. Okay, no, I take it back. My favorite line of the entire film is Martin Starr on the plane sitting next to Peter, and he goes, "Did I tell you my wife faked getting blipped? She actually ran away with her trainer." <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I love that it's the blip. It's yes. just so, like... Oh, dude, the beginning of it with the... Dude, with the, the shitty, montage? The shitty images? It's the, like, the, whoever is editing that was having a blast. The Getty Especially the Getty, the Getty, Getty, Getty logo, yeah. Oh, god. It dude, was, the, the image of the vision is
1: so low-res. I know, can it's see,
0: perfect.
1: You can see the pixels. It's like, it like, needs great. more JPEG. It's so good.
0: It, that montage was so good. Because <laughs> uh, I've,
1: I've actually... I'm. I think you have, too. I've made one of those in as a kid. Like and Everyone has made one of those as a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so great. And I've made ones that were probably just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you, you know whoever made that was having a blast because oh, it was, yeah. like, on point in how bad it was. Oh, yeah. Dude, using the Celine Dion. Oh, God. No, the, 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 Whitney Houston, oh, the Whitney Houston. I always Houston, love yeah. you. <laughs> for all the dead adventures.
1: It's so good, man. It's so good. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, but I love – one of my favorite things was the the post-credits reveal.
1: Oh, with J. Jonah Jameson?
0: Well, no, just – I love the J. Jonah Jameson. First off, making uh, Daily Bugle Info Wars, yeah. perfect. Well, you know they
1: took it from Spider-Man PS4.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that in PS4? Yeah. I knew that they um, – some of the Spider-Man – I didn't realize it was – I thought they also did something similar with um, Into the Spider Verse, or Daily uh, Bugle no. was Daily
1: Bugle is still a newspaper. Right? So, well, like, but
0: I like the fact that they basically were like, "Nope, this is the crazy conspiracy." Yeah. Side so of he's the-
1: so uh, in Spider Man PS4. He's a podcast and rogue blogger. So Dude, like
0: they're literally throwing shade at uh, Infowars. Yeah. Um,
1: so that so that's that's exactly how they play it in the PS4 version. Also. No, and, like, this is kind of the nod, too, because everyone was like, oh, did they take it from PS4 or not? Like, was, was that a like direct input? Well, there
0: was, uh, apparently, this suit from PS4 yeah, was, was one of the options. So, like, made. so
1: they're well aware of, like, this is a thing. and, and Well, so,
0: Marvel was involved in the creation of it. Yeah,
1: but, like, the movie, like, John, uh, John Watson and them were, on the writers, were very much involved in, like... Oh, this is an element we can use, or like this is an element we can we can take here. But as um, much as I love that twist, yeah.
0: Which first off, it was like yes, they brought him back, yeah. Which a lot of people thought it wouldn't happen no. because he had been in DC, and it's like now are you kidding? No one cares about DC. Um, <laughs>
1: Those stones don't exist.
0: Uh the scroll twist. Oh, the Talos thing. I, I love, love that. that. And it's like oh, because Nick Fury, the entire movie is just like. I don't know what they're doing with the trees. Just seems off, and you're just like, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. I'm just going to complain about this on the internet. Yeah. And then the reveal happens, and you're like, oh, oh I'm not going to complain about this. On right? The internet. It's awesome because first off, I'm always down for Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, <laughs> always down for more,
1: dude. Man. They got Ben Mendelsohn to come back and do like a 30 second clip in a car, like with and, and it's just like full him makeup,
0: vamping yeah, for, for like a minute. It's just great. It's great, and now um, I'm just like, okay, so what is going on in the world? dude they still uh they set up they set up Craven perfectly
1: uh I know like John Watson said that he wants to do Craven the Hunter like that's like his dream villain for the third one, and they set it up perfectly, right, so like there's a famous uh comic uh, arc in the comics for spider man being hunted by Draven the hunter, uh and so yeah, now Peter Parker has to go for you know, like he's now outed, right? So like now it's gonna be interesting to see like does this pull Kraven the Hunter out? And like is the entire film just him on the run?
0: Right. And that my question with the Which moment could be that, a great film. Which would be great, but my whole thing with the moment that reveal happened is I'm like, so is the next Spider Man gonna be immediately after the like set immediately after this one? Oh, that's true. Huh? Which is I think a fair question, especially right. since I think Marvel still has a few releases unannounced. Right. We know Sony's going to want another film in like two, three years.
1: Right. So the interesting thing here to note is like, so we're going to get, com- we're going to get the slate at Comic-Con. It's like pretty much all but confirmed, right? We're going to get phase four slate. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously Black Widow's on there. Eternals is on there. Shang-Chi is on there. There's rumors of Dark Avengers, which has been rumored for a very long time. And like a lot of sources have really confirmed that is being worked on. And then Young Avengers yeah. as another one, right? So if they're not doing like another full Avengers film, then yeah, Spider-Man can fit very easily into like exactly. a phase five or whatever. I think uh Strange is also next in there, and then uh Black Panther is also in there too. So like that like those are your eight or seven films for phase four. It can yeah. be a smaller phase after home after endgame, right? and then... Which I think you kind of need. Right. You need a palate cleanser, because you can't go from, like, one arc to another. You need a little bit of palate cleanser. And then from Phase 4, you can go back into, like, Spider-Man and whatever you want to do.
0: Um, or yeah. Phase 5, right? So you can Phase go. 5. I'll, that's honestly the earliest I expect to see, like, Fantastic Four. It's Phase 5. Yeah.
1: So, like... And that, that was kind of the thing, too. And people were... There's a lot of speculation going on. So, like, in the last scene where he's swinging around the city with MJ, you see Stark Tower being renovated with uh, Coming Soon with 4. With the 4 logo, or like a 4 in a circle coming up. Oh. And so, uh, a lot of people said that that's either Phase 4, but it could be Fantastic Four, too. You never know, right? So, they could be teasing that, like... The big rumor was that the buyers of the Avengers Tower are...
0: It's, I forget what Reed Richards Company is. Right, it's things. the
1: Baxter building. Yeah, Baxter. So, I mean, it could be, that could be, you know, a very easy into to like, oh, there's there's like scientists moving into town, right? Like, or like
0: Stark gets, because Stark is gone, Pepper just sells it out. That right. Thing. So. Yeah, Pepper's sorry, she can't make it. And everyone's like, oh, I'm so surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was looking at that check. Dude, Star Company makes a
1: lot of money, and hey. They give what? $55,000? $55, $55,000. Come on, Pepper Potts.
0: Over the water. Nah. Pepper
1: Potts. I must be the weird one that noticed that. But yeah, I was like. No, no I
0: noticed I that was too. I like, well, like, why? I noticed that too. I noticed the 55000 and I was just like because you look at the board and i was like I think that puts them over the top. Yeah. So it might have just been they were waiting until they knew what the, how far away they were from the goal and so they could just put it over the top. Sure. And that was my attempt to rationalize <laughs> the, that the amount. amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, was this just like Pepper and Happy just kind of holding out to see what happens or is it literally Pepper's just being cheap?"
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: And also, 55000 is such an arbitrary number. That's <laughs> why so I was wondering if it was them just literally like, here's the check to put things over the top. Right. From Stark. Uh, but oh. uh, that was seemed to be an odd thing. But... No. What do they call
1: the third movie? If it's, if it's the hunted movie, is it, uh, is it Spider-Man running from home?
0: <laughs> yeah, because they got to keep the home thing yeah, going. Is that it, seems it, to be trendy. Run, you have homecoming, running from home? far from home... House away, away from home. <laughs> Spider-Man
1: away from home.
0: Uh, homeward bound. <laughs> oh,
1: that could be good.
0: Uh, and it involves him uh, making friends with a cat and two dogs. So What, what, if, what if he's under
1: house arrest and Spider-Man locked at home? Locked at home. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man
0: ankle bracelet. <laughs> Spider-Man... House arrest. Uh I don't know. But yeah, no, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, I it. my chagrin about MCU, notwithstanding. Sure. But
1: uh, I think we just have two different viewpoints of like how we're treating the how we're treating it because like I'm treating it very much like a like a two hour episode of a TV show.
0: Well, it's I go in and I know I'm going to have fun and I know I'm going to enjoy it. Right. But it's. It's the, I guess it comes down to the thing where I think Star Wars, on some level, I think Lucasfilm is trying to make things that where they can sit down and you can say that they are a film.
1: Right. I mean, you saw it with Last Jedi, right? Like, Last yeah. Jedi, as much as people complain about Last Jedi, I know we've talked this to death, but like,
0: oh, Last sure Jedi, Last Jedi
1: is an incredible piece of filmmaking.
0: And I don't think you can say that about. MCU. And no. that's not a, and that as much as that say, seems like criticism, I would say
1: you could say that about the writing of the MCU that like the writing of the MCU as a whole is special yeah. and like deserves to be,
0: you can't criticize the craftsmanship that goes into the MCU no. films, but you can sit down and say, there's a difference between well-crafted and, uh, the artistry of film. Right. Like
1: Lester Night* is a work of art like that that film from top to bottom is like, there are, there are a good five to six scenes in last Jedi that should be, should be, and will be taught at film school.
0: Cause my, my thing with last Jedi too, is we can sit there and argue whether or not it succeeded and what it tried to do, sure. but you can't deny that they Lucasfilm and Ryan Johnson strive to make something that stood up as a piece of film right. artistry and filmmaking beyond just being a Star Wars film or a blockbuster film or a popcorn film. Sure. They wanted to make something more. And as much again, as much as we can argue whether or not they were successful as a Star Wars fan, that's exactly what I want because that's what Star Wars is. I want them to, to push. Me. I want them to push. I want them to try to make something bigger than right. it is. And I, as much as I think that might be the difference between MCU, I don't necessarily think MCU should try to do the same thing no. because that would entirely violate its current goal and purpose. I just would like them to s- maybe do things outside of the formula. And I think now is the time to do it. Spider-Man is probably not the character to do that with. No,
1: But I think we're going to see a lot. Of, I, th- I think of we're
0: going to start seeing that. I hope we're going to Well, like
1: now's the time, time to experiment, right? Cause it's, it's, once you hit the stride and you, once you, once you understand like end game and Thanos is the goal and like you have a story to tell, you really can't shift too much, right? Because you have a clear arc of like tonal arc of where you're headed and
0: like you can't deviate uh, now you, you now's, goal, right now's the time to do a logan not that they should do like some like dystopian thing no, 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 that's no. not part of mcu but now's the time where you can do a hard character study that isn't necessarily going to follow the tropes that you've set up in your universe right and
1: i think we might get that with black widow because mm-hmm. that's the character to do it with if you're going to do it with a current mcu character black widow's black widow's choice is the one that you could go dark and gritty with right because like her story's fucked up, right? Like, yeah. like That's why... That's, that's a character you do it with because she has the most messed up backstory of any character that we have so far.
0: Yeah, because I, I guess my thing is if you don't do it now, you're never going to do it and you're always going to be... You're going to be culturally relevant. You've been, you're too big to not right. be. And these characters are too big to not be. And these characters are too big to not be. It's whether or not in 30 years people are going to still be talking about the thing you made... 30 years ago or if everyone's going to move on and be dealing with like issue 100
1: right and I, i think the i think the key the key thing here is like will like if the mcu continues for another 10 years right will people still care about tony stark yeah in 10 years right Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe and not. I think that, I think that's the question right. that MCU has in terms of how they approach things. Right. Is, yes, they're culturally relevant. Yes, we all are going to make the same jokes for at least two weeks that are from Spider-Man. But, will again, will we care about Tony Stark in 10 years the way we cared about Luke 30 years later? Right. And I think that's a fair question. And I think a lot of that question does come down to the fact that and because I think, is I think safe.
1: Right. And I think this film, I think Spider Man Far From Home, really kind of nails home the fact of like, all right, Tony Stark's gone. Like this is our farewell this is our final farewell to Tony Stark. So like say goodbye. Yeah. He's done. We're not gonna like over, he'll come up every now and then, but like he's not gonna be a major part of this anymore. So like pl- like move on. Like this is like next up, Spider Man, right? Like this is this is it. Yeah. And so like closing that door and so like to, obviously people cried when Tony Stark died. Cause like they built it up over the course of 10 years and they did a beautiful job doing it. But yeah. like, does that, does his soul and his character still resonate in films 10, 20 years down the line? Like, yeah. This continues, right? Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe not. And I, and I, again, it's like, that's, I think the question MCU has to answer for itself. Right. Is, and especially, especially if
1: there's a rumor that came out, like I think last night or the other night where Someone had gone in and found uh, like Facebook pages that were possibly made by the same people that did the other official Mar- like they they under the same owners as the ones as the official Marvel pages, and so there's pages for all of the films that are rumored. So like Dark Event, like Dark Dark Avengers, Young Avengers, Black Widow, Dark Strange Two, Panther Two, all that stuff. Plus a page for Iron Heart, which is uh, character Riri Williams, who's a a African American teenage girl uh, that ends up be, be, is a kind of tech prodigy and ends up making an Iron Man suit, uh, and so she becomes Ironheart. Heart, and so she is sort of the uh, modern interpretation of. Like she has taken over the Iron Man position in a lot of the newer Avengers comics, right? So she's a almost brand new character. She's only been around for maybe like three to four years. Um, so I mean, if that's the direction they're going, and now we have a new character, like a if if we have like a, a Shuri. Shuri type person that's able to sort of garner this this kind of goodwill and take over that Iron Man position, does does the public just kind of forget about Tony Stark after a while? Like, who cares? That's a fair question. Right. Um, Because we're starting to see it too now of like Marvel's starting to really move towards a younger basis because like they're getting rid of all the older guard and they're moving a lot younger so they can go for a very go, long go time. Go longer, right? yeah. So we'll see. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a question. Cap and have, Iron Man built that. the foundation. Chris Hemsworth is going to just take a hammer and run away. Well, and-
1: like the thing is too, like my thing was if they keep him fat Thor, he could do it for a long time. <laughs> 'Cause like the big thing with all all this stuff, like Chris Evans could probably do it forever too. It's just a thing of like the workout schedule and the routine and also like like
0: Chris Evans was really starting to get like career wise, Chris Evans has been trying to phase out of yeah, he's trying to phase out of acting. And so like it got to the point where he was only really doing Captain America and smaller, interesting roles because he wanted to work with so and so like Snowpiercer. Like how many American A-list actors are gonna go work on a Korean film? Also, Snowpiercer? Not bad. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah,
1: uh, the
0: universe, like you, I, I question some of the world building because it's like, wow, yeah. how did this happen? And it comes
1: out of nowhere too.
0: It comes out of nowhere, but still fun, fun yeah. to watch.
1: Um, but yeah, like they're obviously moving in a younger direction, but like, like again, it comes down to like. When they don't want to do it anymore, a lot of times it goes back to the thing with Hugh Jackman, too. Like, dude, you want to be able to eat, like, a fucking hamburger every once in a while, right? Like, it's not...
0: Or, or if you do eat a hamburger, you don't want to eat seven of them. Yeah. It's like so you
1: know this is like a lifestyle choice. it's like at what point does have I done enough of these to where I don't want to do them anymore or like the workout routine and the upkeep just isn't worth it to me anymore but like Chris Hemsworth if he just if they keep fat Thor he can do that forever, well he's
0: also said that he's willing apparently he's willing to come back but only if Taika Waititi is directing yeah which by the way. I find that an amazing caveat because that would be the only reason I'd want to go see another Thor movie. I oh, don't know, man.
1: I'd, I'd still watch Thor. Thor, Thor the Thor.
0: Though, honestly, if Kenneth Branagh came back, I would probably watch yeah. that just because it'd be like I'd be like, let's see how he handles how Thor has changed. Yeah, from Shakespearean to comedy, well, Shakespearean comedy without the Shakespearean language.
1: Thor's great. <laughs> the, the 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 Thor that they struck in uh, in. Ragnarok and be like carried through has just been great.
0: It went, it took him from being like a, oh yeah, Thor to, oh yeah, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> well, the thing
1: with Thor, too, is like Thor's story is also fucked up. Thor has the most messed up arc throughout this entire MCU saga. He basically loses everyone who matters to him. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see him kind of deal with that with comedy. And like, this is the kind of thing where. I was talking to my friend my friend I have a couple of friends that aren't really movie savvy or like kind of They're just not they don't they don't view movies like kind of as fans they just kind of cookie cutter watch yeah. things and so they were really upset that like Thor Thor kind of turned into a baby and they're like, they like Thor wouldn't do that Thor's not Thor's like Thor's a tough guy Thor you know yeah. Thor gets over things and it's like no dude did you watch Ragnarok? Did you watch Ragnarok? <laughs> Did you watch the beginning of Infinity War? Like Thor literally caused this entire thing. Like the Thor didn't get cocky and just cut off
0: the dude's head, like it's looking over, right? So this isn't him going as a baby. This is him completely melting down. Yeah, because everyone he's loved has been taken <laughs> away. Yeah, and it's arguably all his fault. Yeah, and or not only necessarily way- all his fault, as much as. The only person who could have stopped it at that time was him and he blew it.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like they were like, well, they just kind of made him comic relief. I was like, no, he's using comic relief because the only way you can tell this story without making it super sad and depressing is, is to, make to make it, make it, it funny. Relief. Yeah,
0: it's. No, but yeah, Always a good option. I do want to know what's going on in cosmic, though, because what is Nick Fury doing
1: uh, a lot of people think it's sword, and which makes a lot of sense too. So like sword is the more obviously the more aggressive side of shield, where it's like uh shield is there to defend the earth while sword is there to make sure that, you know, like hey, if a threat comes, like we're ready to fight. We're ready to Because my
0: first thought was like, Oh god, he's on his like the scrolls, maybe they're doing secret invasion. I'm like, wait, no. He, Talos is asking him to come back, like, please, I can't do this yeah. type thing. Like, I kind of messed up, sorry. Yeah, so. And, and, uh, the, and then he's like walking around complaining about where's my shoes. It's like, oh, he's in
1: charge. Yeah, he's in charge. And then, like, obviously, there's a lot of construction going around him. So uh, I'm assuming it's sword. I'm assuming it's sword, which makes a lot of sense. So it's like a. They have a big space station that's there for uh, more aggressive actions to be taken place by SEAL. So. Makes a lot of sense for that to exist.
0: Especially since, like, cosmic universe is becoming a bigger and bigger and more important part of the universe. Yeah,
1: so especially if they do Eternals, that's going to be a bigger thing. Uh, Of course, Captain Marvel's there. Uh, Guardians of there. Uh, If they do Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, of course, will be there. Um, So, yeah, a lot of cosmic stuff coming in. Which cosmic stuff is always sort of the more... I wouldn't say important, but it's like, the, it's, like, the causality for events that happen on Earth. Yeah. Right? So, like, it, when you think about it, building up cosmic is more important for the... Beach, for
0: for the, grand, like, the the long-term survival right. of the MCU.
1: Because you can't have, like... Secret Invasion doesn't happen if you don't do cosmic stuff. Or, like, uh, Contest of Champions doesn't happen if you don't do cosmic stuff first, right? Like, yeah. So you need the cosmic stuff to be able to affect the Earth
0: stuff, so... Yeah. We'll see what they do. I'm sure we'll know more with uh, Comic-Con this week. I'm excited.
1: I'm um, ready. My body's ready. Do if you if see it's the, not
0: at Comic-Con, like, D23 is coming up soon, too. But do you
1: see the Russos? Uh, Russos no. Russos tweeted a thing out with the date and time of the Marvel panel with Avengers music behind it.
0: What are they doing? I thought they were being... A there, was a, there was talk going around that they were going to be leaving Marvel and were tr- circling Lucasfilm and then they ended up doing Magic the Gathering and yeah. now what, what? I'm thinking... I wonder if it's because they re-released it to theaters? May, no,
1: because I mean, I, I would think they're either doing... They're either on the panel to do like a retrospective of like the MCU or something Maybe. like that. Or, or... They're doing either Dark Avengers or Young Avengers, because that would be like... 10 years down the line, not, no, the ten, maybe it'd be like three, four years down the line where like they have time to refuel and retire, yeah. like finish their magic, the gathering stuff. And then they can move right on back to a Marvel project. Uh, Cause again, like the young Avengers and dark Avengers, like those films seem like they would be right in their wheelhouse. Cause it's the, it's the character pieces that they love it, to do so
0: much character in an ensemble.
1: Yeah. So it could be great. I'm excited, but like everyone freaked out cause they tweeted out a thing of like, it was just a, it was an animated thing of the date and time of the Avengers or the Marvel MCU panel. And then it was, uh, just like Avengers music behind it. And they didn't no no text, no nothing. Just the, just the, just the video.
0: We shall see. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about it. Yeah. The boring answer is they're, they're doing a retrospective of the MCU. And watch is the boring answer is the real answer. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there'll be other stuff going on. Like, I mean, it's Comic Con. Like, they have to announce something because they they have to
1: announce the slate, or at least they're gonna they're gonna confirm Black Widow. And- they're,
0: they're gonna annu- if they don't announce the entire slate, they're gonna announce some of the slate. But D23 is, I think, also in a couple weeks. Yeah. So it- Well,
1: remember when they announced Phase Three? They just did it on like a random Thursday. That's true. In like a th- fucking some theater.
0: They're Marvel. Everyone will come to them. Like yeah. they don't have to worry about press coverage. No. Um. But yeah. I think but that, they could
1: steal Comic-Con if
0: they did this. I mean, the last time I was at Comic-Con, Star Wars stole Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, because uh, Force Awakens hadn't come out yet. Sure. But... Anyway, anything else you want to discuss? No, I'm good.
1: Yeah. I'm fantastic. Four?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ba- as, just as good as fan Stick.
1: fan Stick. If you've never seen... The fan Fantastic Four movie that came out a couple years ago with Kate Mara. Go and watch that movie.
0: You might need a drink first. I haven't watched it. No, yet, no, no. But...
1: Don't even drink. Just watch that movie, but don't go into it thinking it's a serious film. Go into it completely as a comedy. <laughs> and it is one of the funniest movies you'll ever see in your entire life. Then afterwards, after you watch it, go on YouTube and type in fan 4 stick Review." and watch that review and it is also one of the funniest things you'll ever see and it's fantastic great
0: all right you have a homework assignment people uh other than that i think we're gonna wrap it out james roll credits if you haven't done so already um you can find me on twitter at stutemire you can find chris on twitter and all the fun places as well at kid liquid um you can find everything quality 3 at quality 3 tv on all the social networks So uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the fun things. But other than that, we will see everyone in two weeks.